You're listening to Nectar, sweet musings for your creative soul. And now, your host, Stacy Maney. Welcome back to Nectar. So this episode is all about smudging or energetic clearing. And I wanted to go over some of the basics before we begin the poetry and the meaning of it all. I just encourage you to listen and let these words wash over you and see how they land within you before you do this practice. There'll be a bunch of, of show notes available that will help you kind of figure out what the best process is for you. But I just wanted to offer all of this information first, and then we can go from there. Sage comes from the Latin word salvir, that means to heal, which to me says it all. Sage is a completely healing, very powerful plant. And every time I use it, I feel like I am instantly dropped right into a sacred space. It actually comes from Native American cultures. It goes without saying how important it is to support indigenous cultures right now and what's happening with all of their ceremonies and practices, you know, kind of being taken out of context and not done in a respectable way. And so I just want to bring this in here that it is very important when you are working with sage or any plants, any of these ceremonies, to do it with respect and reverence and so much gratitude to the people and the cultures that they've come from. And one of the ways you can do this, you know, when you purchase your sage, to buy it from a company that's harvesting the plant in a sustainable way and also to buy it from a company that is owned by indigenous people. And I'll have some links on the show notes as well about this. Another thing to note about sage is that, and really smudging of any kind, it's not about the quantity that you use. I know a lot of times you'll see pictures of like this huge bundle of sage being burned, but I actually prefer to just kind of pull off one of the leaves at a time and those will last me for a really long time. So just remember, it's not about using this whole smudge stick at once, unless you're clearing a really big space or it feels like you need more. Just remember how powerful our intentions are and that just your intention alone is truly the driving force of the ceremony and the smudging. So you can have a very tiny piece of sage and still have the same impact at the end. I was introduced to Sage through different art retreats that I was on. It was actually through Creative Women. Um, One of the retreats, we were all saged before we came into the room, and we worked with Sage throughout the workshop that we were in together, and it just creates this really open, potent space for spirit to come in, especially when there's a gathering of people. So I encourage you, as you work on energetic clearing, of course we start with ourselves and we'll get into that, but to really bring in your family and friends, you know, do this in circle with other people, because the more people that are there amplifies the energy as well. 
So different reasons that you would sage. You can sage based on these natural cycles. So maybe it's a change of seasons. Maybe it's a full moon or a new moon. It could be after a sickness has come, kind of run its course through your home and your family. You can sage after that. Even if there's an argument or some really heavy energy that's kind of weighing on your family or between you and someone else in your family, that would be a really powerful time to sage, especially if there's an agreement that's reached or this reconnection point. That would be a beautiful time to sage. Even after having parties or guests over, sometimes I like to sage. I love to sage before I do yoga, before I do art. That's actually how I was introduced, like I said. So it started with just before I did an art practice. And I've worked with it intuitively and brought it to this point where I can now sage my body, my house, and kind of whatever else is needed in the moment. This is an interesting one, but before moments of intimacy, I'm just going to leave you with that for now. That's an entire episode, but saging you and your partner before intimate moments, it really just kind of clears the channels, not just within each of you, but between you. And it can be really powerful to sage each other. But yeah, like I said, we will get into that on a different day. (laughs) Super powerful stuff. You can also use spray versions of sage if you do not like the smoke or if you don't like the smell. There are different versions that you can use. You can even use different kinds of plants as well. I'm going to stick with sage for this episode just to keep it simple. But for example, when I had my son, I wanted to clear the energy in the hospital room before I had him, and obviously you can't you can't be burning plants and stuff in a hospital. So I had to spray sage, and I still have that same bottle, and I kind of save that now for my really, really special moments where I'm working on art or, you know, like just the smell of that sage brings me back to his birth and all of the power that was there. So that bottle has become so important to me and I've all I've actually used that bottle in my daughter's room as well she was having nightmares and so we called it monster spray and I let her really take part in that ceremony of spraying her room and clearing the bad energy or the scary energy but I'm going to get a little more into that later as well And then just a couple other basic things before we get more into the meaning of it all. Make sure you have the windows open and at least a front door and a back door. Just something for the energy that you're releasing to exit from. So just think of it as exit points for the energy. Make sure you have those open and ready to go before you start. And then you can use, uh, I like to have a little seashell. We found one in a park we love, so if it's one that's special to you, even better. But I like to have a seashell because you will get little ashes coming off the end of it as you burn the sage, and you don't want them to fall in your carpet or (laughs) burn holes and things. So have that on hand if you can, or just something to catch the ashes in the meantime if you don't have a shell. And it's also fun to have a special feather. Maybe there's a feather that you found that you hung on to. You can take a feather and kind of wave the sage around. That's really powerful too. And so before you begin on your 
journey for energetic clearing and these ceremonies, I just want to bring to attention the containers in our lives that we have. We all have these containers, whether it's the container of our home, whether it's your body, the workspaces that you use, your belief systems. Just think of each container as a structure that runs energy through it. And that energy moves within it as well. And everything is energy. So below the physical rigid surface that you're so used to interacting with is a river of energy flowing through us and around us. This energy connects us to all things and each other. And just think about your house, for example. When you're working with feng shui, you're studying the way that the energy enters your house, interacts with every part of it, and then exits. The intention here is to become aware of the flow of energy and honor that flow by designing your space in a way that the energy can move through instead of being blocked or getting stuck. And so when we're thinking about the most intimate structure we have access to, it's our own body. When we work with energy, we always start with ourselves. We can get blocked with our own thought patterns, with food we're eating, the way we're holding our body, trauma. All of these things can create energetic blockages in our body and in our energetic channel. So we clear this energy in order to release what no longer serves us. We clear the energy to mark the end of chapters, like I said before, the end of sicknesses, or maybe it's just an old way of being that's become so tight it feels like a snakeskin that you're ready to shed. And we clear the energy and we acknowledge our role as this channel, as a channel that bridges the seen and the unseen worlds. And we use sage and other tools with reverence. We use them in ceremony or as a ritual, and it signals to the higher powers that we are ready to open and receive their guidance. And we always start with ourselves. And I'll explain my process to you as I did to my little girl. So I always find when we explain things to children, it just becomes so simple and even poetic in its simplicity. And I told her when she was having nightmares in her room, we sat there together as I taught her this ceremony. We had a candle lit and I said, first you find your breath. You put one hand on your heart and you find God in your heart. And maybe the word God doesn't resonate with you. Maybe it's mother nature. Maybe it's your spirit guide or the angels. Whatever represents the highest frequency of love to you. So taking a moment and finding that in your heart. And this signifies that you are opening up this sacred space, that you're beginning the ceremony. Your candle's lit and you are centered in yourself. You are centered in this higher power. And once you've connected to this higher power, you can start moving the sage around your physical body. You can tune into your own energy 
at any places on your body that might need a little more clearing or a little more love. So these places might be places where you're holding tension, it might be your mind, certain thoughts that you're holding on to. And when you start tuning into the energy around you and within you, it will inform you as to what it needs. So following your own intuition here, once this feels complete within you, then you can walk around your house and begin to clear your house and stay connected to your intention this entire time. Even if that intention is just to clear the energy that no longer serves you. And you can get more specific with that as well. I like to clear every room. I like to clear the closets and the basement. And when you feel finished, come back to your candle, blow it out. And this symbolizes that you are closing that circle, that you're ending the ceremony. And another thought here too, if you don't have sage or you just want a more simple version of this clearing, it can also be done by opening all the windows. You can open all the windows in the house, maybe bang some pots and pans, whatever you need to do to move that energy. And I actually learned later on that my great grandma, she raised my grandma in Nuremberg, Germany, and she must have done this every day. She would always open their windows and just clear the energy. And this is something that I must have been tuning into. It's something that my mom would do frequently. And so now when I open the windows, I feel so connected to her and her energy. And so, you know, this is something that's even worth talking to your parents about, your grandparents, to see what your ancestors did or if there were any practices they used as well. Before I offer you a prayer that you can repeat to yourself or just kind of hold it in your heart as you do this energetic clearing, I just want to tell you another thing that I told my daughter. If there's a part of you that's scared or overwhelmed by the energy that you're sensing around you right now, I want you to remember this. When you find and connect to God's love within you, you will have access to more love and light than you ever thought possible. This love and light will always be more powerful than whatever monsters or scary dark energy might be crossing your path. I wouldn't feel right telling my daughter that there's no such thing as monsters or she should not be afraid. She's incredibly sensitive and she's always been aware of these things, just as I'm sure you are as well. Instead, I choose to focus on her light, on the power of her heart. I acknowledge her fear and show her how to stand in her light. And so I'll leave you with this prayer as you clear the things that no longer serve you and as you bravely and boldly stand in your light. So this is what you can say as you do this energetic clearing and feel free to make it your own. In this moment, I choose to release that which no longer serves me. I send it back to the light with love and gratitude, whether or not I fully understand its purpose. I am open to receive unconditional love now. 
filling all of the new spaces within me with the light of this love. Thank you, Great Spirit, for your support and guidance. And so I encourage you at this time to, like I said before, let this land and start to get curious about how this process would look for you or what would be the most powerful way to perform this energetic clearing. We clear the energy in our space to make room for the new. We clear the energy in our space to open up to the possibility of what we can create in this world, whether that's creating a peaceful home, creating our business, our body of work, and just creating more harmonious relationships. This is where the shift begins. It begins within each one of us. This is how we change the world. We change ourselves first. Feel free to check the show notes on this one. There will be a lot of things that you can look back over as you plan your own ceremony. And I'd love to hear how it goes in the comments. If you have any questions or revelations, I wish you happy clearing and all the best. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Nectar. Go to stacymaney.com and subscribe to get show updates, opportunities to go deeper, and inspiration sent straight to your inbox.